Hey everyone, welcome to the Lighthouse Church Sermon Broadcast. The title of today's message is His Power for His Purpose. Last Sunday, we looked at Jesus' words in John 15 that compared you and I to branches on a vine. Now, just as a branch cannot bear fruit unless it is joined to a vine, you and I cannot produce spiritual fruit unless we are joined to Jesus. We need the life of Jesus to flow into us and to flow through us if we are to be fruitful disciples. Today we're going to take a closer look at this life that needs to flow through us. Now, Jesus told his disciples that they could not be fruitful without him. But there was a problem. He would soon leave them and return to heaven. Did that mean that they would be left on their own? Jesus assured them he was not going to leave them on their own. God would send another helper, the Holy Spirit, to take over where he had left off. Listen to his words recorded in John chapter 14 from verse 15. I'll read all texts from the New International Version. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So once Jesus had returned to heaven, the Holy Spirit would come and continue his work. So disciples of Jesus are not left alone to make disciples of all nations. God knows that we can't do this on our own. So he sends us the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us forever. Now in Acts chapter 1, we read one of Jesus' final instructions to his first disciples. Acts chapter 1 from verse 4. On one occasion, while he, that is Jesus, was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus had commissioned his disciples to make disciples of all nations. And they couldn't do this on their own. They needed the life of God in them in order to do this. So Jesus commanded them to wait for the Holy Spirit. Because once the Holy Spirit had come, they would have all the power they needed to change the world. 
In Acts chapter 2, we read how this began. On the day of Pentecost that followed Jesus' return to heaven. Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. That first arrival of the Holy Spirit was truly spectacular. Something that sounded like a powerful wind came down from heaven. Something that looked like fire rested upon all the disciples. And then they supernaturally began to speak other languages. So that visitors from all over the world heard them speaking about God in their own language. Then Peter stood up to speak. The one who had previously been too afraid to acknowledge Jesus when confronted. Stood up in front of a huge crowd of thousands. And preached the first evangelistic sermon. God was powerfully at work. And we read the response in verse 37 of Acts chapter 2. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. That very same day that the gift of the Holy Spirit was given, about 3,000 people from all over the world decided to follow Jesus. Some have called this the birthday of the church. 3,000 people from all over the world became disciples of Jesus. They would have gone home to their own countries with the good news about Jesus and with the commission to make disciples. In Acts chapter 2 verse 47, we read that the church in Jerusalem continued to grow. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So, friends, we see from the Scriptures that the Holy Spirit continues the work of Jesus by empowering us to be fruitful. When He filled the first disciples, they were transformed so that the church became a powerful, worldwide, disciple-making movement. And this is God's plan for us all. This is God's promise 
to us all. Jesus has called us all to make disciples of all nations. And he has promised us all the power we need to do this. But you know, a strange thing happens in the church today. Jesus has told us what we need to do in order to be fruitful. We must live in close relationship with him and be empowered by the Holy Spirit. But instead of doing these things, we seek other things. We look for courses, for books, for leaflets. We look at what other churches are doing and we try to copy them. And we wonder why we aren't being fruitful. The early church had no books, courses, programs. They had the Old Testament and they had the teachings of the apostles. But they were obedient to Jesus and they had the Holy Spirit. And they were amazingly fruitful. Friends, I am very grateful for all the resources that we have today. But they are not what is essential. What is essential is a close relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit at work in us. So, what do we need to do to experience the power of the Holy Spirit? Today I just want to share two things. The first thing we must do is ask our Father. Listen to Jesus' words. Luke chapter 11 from verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Friends, it is God's good pleasure to give the Holy Spirit to His children. We don't have to beg Him. We don't have to perform some complicated religious ritual. All we have to do is ask. You could even pause this video now and ask Him. But we'll ask at the end of the sermon. Now, many of us have asked and we have received but then you know things happened things distracted us things discouraged us and now we're not experiencing the work of the holy spirit as powerfully as we did then i have good news for us there is nothing stopping us from asking god for more for asking again in Acts chapter 4, we read that the church encountered some really strong opposition. They were discouraged. So they went to God in prayer and they asked for more. This is what they prayed. Acts chapter 4 from verse 29. Now Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. You know, when 
we feel physically weak. We probably need to eat something. When we feel spiritually weak, we probably need to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us afresh. We need to ask for more. We need to ask Him to come again, to come anew, to come afresh. So let's be a, a people who ask for the Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us, and who aren't afraid to keep asking. The second thing is that we need to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If you and I are to live by the Spirit, we need to keep in step with the Spirit. We need to stay near to Him. We need to remain in Him. Here's an illustration. Imagine I offer to take you clothes shopping. My treat. We walk into the mall together, but then in your excitement you rush off on your own. You rush off into a store on your own, you find something you like, you get to the till, you're so excited, but then you realize you can't buy it. You can't pay, I'm not with you. Or you get distracted and you lag behind me. I go into a shop to buy you some shoes, but then I look and you're not there to try them on. So I don't buy them. You were out of step with me. So you missed out on the things that I had for you. Now similarly, you and I can get out of step with the Holy Spirit. We go off on our own mission. Or we lag behind. We don't want to follow him on his mission. The best way of knowing if we are keeping in step is to look at what kind of fruit we are bearing. If bad fruit is growing, then we are in step with our flesh, not with the Holy Spirit. If good fruit is growing, we are in step with the Holy Spirit. If we're out of step, we can get back into step. And we do that by what Paul says crucifying the flesh. That means refusing to indulge passions and desires that draw us away from God and His purposes. That may mean cutting something out of our lives. But you know what? If something is stealing the life of God from us, 
We are way better off without it. Let's get rid of it. Or we may need to correct our priorities. Making sure that God is first in every part of our lives. Let's learn to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. There are many other things that we could talk about on this topic, but I think we should rather take time to respond to what Jesus is saying to us. If you haven't made the decision to follow Jesus in a close relationship, I urge you, do that now. If you haven't asked the Father for the gift of the Holy Spirit, I urge you, ask Him now. If you've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit before, but now you're feeling spiritually weak, I urge you, ask the Father to fill you again. And lastly, if you're looking at your life, and an honest look says that the fruit growing in your life is more fruit of the flesh than fruit of the Spirit, I urge you, ask the Holy Spirit to show you where you have got out of step with Him. Let's recommit our lives to live in obedience to Jesus. Let's cut out those things that are undermining our relationship with Jesus. If you and I want to live fruitful lives, we need the Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us, to lead us. He will keep us close to Jesus. He will ensure that the life of God flows in us and through us, and we will bear much fruit. Amen. I'd like to pray if you have time. For the Holy Spirit to come. For those of you who would like to pray with me. Let's pray. Our Father. Jesus said that if we ask you for the Holy Spirit. You will send him to us. You will give us this good gift. We believe Jesus. So we ask you. Please fill us with the Holy Spirit. Please fill us with the power and the love that we need. To do what you have called us to do. And in faith we say thank you. We receive this gift in faith. Because we know that you always do what you say you will do. We look forward to all that you are going to do. In us and through us. Thank you Father. In the name of Jesus. Amen.